And what I'm getting at is, is all of these school shooters, every single case to us and the way we look at things with human behavior, they're exactly the same. So meaning if I took all the things every school shooter said or their drawings, right? And I put them all in a book and each one was a different chapter in that book. Um, and I gave you that book to read. You wouldn't know that each chapter was by a different author. You would think that it was the same person because it's the same persona. It's the same thing every single time. Yet it continues to happen. Now, reasons why it continues to happen, there are a number everyone wants to throw in their opinion of why. Welcome to the Left of Greg podcast. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to the Left of Greg podcast. I'm Brian Marin, the host and creator of the show. As always, I will be joined by human behavior expert, Mr. Greg Williams, who the show is affectionately named after. Here on the Left of the Greg Show, our goal is to increase your advanced critical thinking ability through a better understanding of what we call human behavior, pattern recognition, and analysis. If you'd like to find out more about what that is, you can check the episode details. If you have any questions or would like us to cover a specific topic, please reach out to us at leftofgreg at gmail.com. In this week's episode, we are talking about the legal rights and responsibilities that schools have when it comes to the safety and security of the children who attend those schools. Although we start the discussion talking about school shootings, we also bring up cases that are much more common to what happens in schools on a daily basis. The point of the discussion is to show how we can make schools safer and more secure by having a better understanding of how and when to apply the legal authority that all schools currently possess. Please don't forget to follow us on social media. You can find the links in the episode details. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends about it. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoyed the show. All right. Well, good morning, Greg. It's already been a very busy morning and a busy week since uh, yeah. since we've got a lot going on. We do. So, so that's why uh, we had a little delay uh, by a week in, in, in putting on a podcast episode. So thanks all of you for, for tuning into this one and, and hopping back on board. But we will continue putting out the podcast and we just have to fit it in between the margins of everything else we have going on. But that's a good thing and it's a good time to have that. So we're happy and excited that things are opening back up again. So today's discussion, Greg, is something we've gone back and forth about, but we're, we're going to be talking about um, school shootings, school shooters, um, yep. but kind of specifically with some of the legal ramifications and we'll get into it. But um, a lot of this too, it, discussion is kind of uh, inspired by the more recent school shooting uh, last November in, in, in Michigan and what happened there. Um, but I kind of wanted to sort of give my uh, thoughts up front in general about this stuff and the reason why I get so heated and emotional and pissed off and angry. Even in our last training course the other week, I kind of went off on a tangent. These federal agents are like, whoa, dude, calm down. What are you talking about? But exactly. it's, it's because this school shooting stuff is not nearly as complicated and complex as everyone wants to make it out to be. Um, I, I think that, uh, it, you know, if I was looking at security and trying to prevent something like this from happening, um, you know, a, a school is it's a closed system, right? It's, it's not a complex environment. Yes, it's complicated, uh, but there's set schedules, there's set people. It's the same people every single day over time for years, sometimes K through yep. 12 at the same school, yep. right? So, so you, you have this, 
behavioral baseline for people. You know what's normal and what isn't normal. Uh, you have the ability to conduct analysis over time to uh, 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 interpret and understand trends or make conduct predictive analysis. Like mm -hmm. you can do all of that stuff, and and you can immediately know whether you're right or wrong. You can immediately test your hypothesis with a low calorie intervention. And what I'm getting at is is all of these school shooters, every single case to us and the way we look at things with human behavior, they're exactly the same. So meaning if I took all the things every school shooter said or their drawings, right? And I put them all in a book and each one was a different chapter in that book. Um, and I gave you that book to read. You wouldn't know that each chapter was by a different author. You would think that it was the same person because it's the same sure. persona. It's the same thing every single time. Yet it continues to happen. Now, reasons why it continues to happen. There are a number. Everyone wants to throw in their opinion of why it is, um, which is why we're having this episode, because some of it falls down to responsibility. Uh, it falls down to different legal um, reasons why some of these things um, haven't been prevented, meaning I, I, I referenced the Oxford Township shooting in Michigan, where the kid, Ethan Crumbly, was in the principal's office with the gun in his backpack in that office. Um, and, you know, based on everything that they had seen, even just that day, even just if they didn't know anything about Ethan Crumley for his entire life, all they had was observing of what they saw that day. It was enough reason to search through his stuff. Had they searched and gone through it, had they gotten involved, directly involved, think about that as an overarching kind of theme, getting directly involved and took action, they likely could have prevented that from happening. They could have saved lives. And, and this is what get, frustrates me so much and gets me so angry because still in 2022, even though uh, how many decades of school shootings have gone on, yes, they are statistically almost non-existent, right? They, they, they're very, very rare. Meaning if I took uh, the number of schools in the country, multiplied that by the number of days of school in the year, you know, you'd get some number and then, you know, that... The, you know, that that would be what the the denominator right or uh, sure, the nu numerator would be how many school shootings there were it's 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 very 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 small amount but the impact of them is so significant it should be the most important thing meaning uh, it's not like someone being late or missing school for a week or dropping out of a class that has immediate and, and potential long-term effects but but a school shooting is 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 rips a community apart and rips a nation apart. I mean, it, it, everyone feels that when they see it happen. It's 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 awful. So that's kind of my initial thoughts on it. But Greg, we did want to focus on okay. some of the responsibilities of school, where this fits in legally. With you know, someone could say, "Well, we can't go through and search everyone. We can't do this." And there's always a delicate balance between our civil liberties and our rights versus security. Right? Uh, uh, we have it really good here in the United States, which is why thing bad things can happen is because we have an open and free society. We're not doing the can't have it both ways. Exactly. We, yeah, we're not doing the Israeli model where oh, you yeah. set a bag down for too long in an airport, we're just going to kill you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like we, we we don't do that. We don't play by those rules. We have we have a more stringent standard. People uh and and. We have something called the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, which I'm a huge fan of. So yep. that's why. But but I don't want to get into the the kind of that. It was just what legally, because I know a lot of administrators maybe feel like their hands are tied or maybe they feel like they can't do anything or or we don't want to overstep our boundaries. We don't want to invade someone's privacy. Then we're going to have a lawsuit or something. So no, no, you're spot I, on, Brian. We, we go with what, you know, legal don't don't make up new rules. 
uh, stick with what works and rules. what's on the book. So that's kind of a, uh, my initial thoughts on this, Greg, and I, I want to throw to you to kind of to narrow the focus down of everything that I brought up into what we are going to talk about, which is some of the, the legal side of this, right? I, I totally love that. And Brian, uh, uh, folks, Brian was not trying to be pedantic when he called it the Israeli model. Uh, the Israelis uh, uh, have a, a, a team that combs the sand around their border every yeah. single day, a number of times a day to find a footprint of somebody that might be sneaking in or sneaking out. Uh, uh, and uh, if you set your bag down at a bus stop or at the train station or at an airport, uh, not only are you going to be suspect and they're going to blow the bag in place, but you may be shot and killed. Certainly in some areas, if you go up on a rooftop for any length of time, you could be shot and killed. Why? Because they got a, extreme security issues there. So so uh, uh, the more extreme the security issue, the the less freedoms the personnel that live in that environment are allowed, which leads us to Brian's point about the Petri dish. Not that Brian needs me to defend it, but I, I totally agree with him on this. It's a closed system, which means it's like jello. Every time you poke it, there's a, a repercussion that you can read. But folks, write down the word consequences. There are consequences to your actions. And if you don't understand the law behind the consequences, you're going to be pissed off all day for the wrong reason. So I had a, a, a person write me and they said, I can't believe that these students were strip searched over vape pens. So we're going to talk about vape pens. Um, the school has a policy against vape pens. It's a written policy. It's been enacted. You can't have them. possession of it. will get you suspended. And guess what? Teachers do have the right to do a strip search. A school can strip search a minor without parental consent or the presence of, uh, of a parent in any extraordinary circumstance, Brian. So if they feel the kid's got a gun or a bomb or a Molotov cocktail or any of those other things. Yeah, okay? and I'm sure you'd have to define what that extraordinary circumstance right. is. So they say immediacy of the harm, okay, or the threat, uh, the credibility of the source, all of these things have to come to play. So it's probable cause 101. But here it drops to reasonable suspicion as long as you have a credible source of the information. But a vape pen is a rule. It's like having a, a, a pack of cigarettes on yeah. school grounds that you're not supposed to. So what happened is here you had overreach. Here the, the, the teachers read uh, New Jersey versus TLO. And they said, yes, I have the right to conduct a strip search. Uh, the four-point standard, immediacy of harm or threat, reliability information, alternatives to the strip search wouldn't have worked. You get what I'm trying to say? And we followed protocol because a female teacher came in and did it. Right. Brian, Brian, the big question is juice worth, is, is worth the squeeze. When, when you had two other companion cases, and I'll just throw them in for comparison. You had uh, uh, the companion case in, uh, in uh, Olathe, Kansas, just a couple of days ago. School resource officer assumes the kid's got a gun. 18-year-old student tells the student to come with him to the principal's office, and he wants to enact this search policy to find the gun. A uh, kid now knows he's had, pulls out the gun, shoots the resource officer and this, uh, the superintendent of schools, and then the, 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 the uh, school resource, resource officer shoots him. Okay. Listen, that was a situation where the school resource officer had the right to say, you freeze, get down on the ground. There was enough probable cause from the credible source to uh, uh, do his, didn't have to be a strip search to find that gun. But then let's compare it to the, the one that you talked about with Ethan Crumbly. Crumbly's in the principal's office after making credible threats for 18 months, but certainly for that day. And he's got the, the, the gun in the bag and nobody wants to search him. Why, Brian? Because they don't understand the laws and the limits of the laws, right? I mean, doesn't that feel that, that we are not in a uh, – uh, uh, look, 
you've got a border exception to the search warrant rule. Uh, you've got an exigency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Do you see what I'm trying to say? So all the laws apply, but if you don't know them, look, you have a lesser expectation of privacy at school. The kid doesn't have the right to refuse you searching his bag. So, so yeah, jump into because that was going to be what we should really to. Yeah, you know, excuse me. Uh, cover first is what yep. is what is my expectation of privacy in school? Because there's a little yep. bit of difference between public school and private school. A public school is a state institution run by yep. the government, uh, uh, whether yep. that's a county, state, local, whatever it is. It's it's a state, meaning the government. Um, oh, so it's taxpayer funded. So there's certain that's a little bit different than the private school down the street, right? So so yeah, that's a little bit but, different. Uh, just in terms of what they can and totally can't do. Totally agree. I think you, you technically would have more rights in the state institution probably than you could in the private school. But, but, but let, yeah. let's do it this way, okay? Let's see it from the view of different characters. Okay. So you're the school resource officer. You're a police officer sworn to uphold the laws. Okay. So you have a whole bunch of freedoms no matter where it is that you're working, whether you walk into a 7-Eleven or a school or an airport or on the street. And if you have reasonable suspicion that rises the probable cause, you have a whole panacea of things that you can do and people can object, but they can't resist you, Brian. You have the law to stop those people or open a bag or uh, yeah. pull over a car or do those. Okay. Now, that doesn't change much when you come on school grounds. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Because you're, you're, you're a police officer sworn to uphold and that goes with you everywhere. But now you're a teacher. Now you're a teacher and you see a kid outside the school. Okay. The police officer has a bunch more freedoms than you to contact that kid if he thinks something's wrong. You have none. Okay. Because you're not on school grounds anymore. So the law is that the, the expectation of privacy on a school grounds has to be balanced against the substantial interest that teachers and administrators have to maintain, maintain discipline in, in school grounds and classrooms. And that's got to be weighed uh, 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 in that environment where that danger could take right. place. So they, they but have it doesn't to, extend outside. They, they have to school. make the link that it, it somehow affects some some op, some order inside the school, whether that's exactly. I, it, it affects the plumbing or it affects the, the on school uh, grounds the, you know, yeah, exactly right, right. It, so, it, so or how students are acting. It has to affect some involve or interfere with some day to day operation of the school because right? they they they're justified to have a legitimate need to maintain an environment where learning can take place. Right, and that's in the law. Okay, so and, therefore, if you're three feet from school grounds. And you're carrying a backpack. A school administrator can't walk across that three feet and enjoy the same freedoms that they have to search you on school grounds. You right. get what I'm trying to say. So the idea is that you have a bunch of freedoms on school grounds to to have a lower standard, a reasonable uh, uh, reasonable and standard is much lower than in public even. Okay, so like a person walking down the street with a backpack on, uh, a police officer has to establish probable cause to even go. Now, you can go up and contact the person. Hi, how are you? The person can say, I'm Mickey Mouse, kiss my ass and walk off. You don't have anything. But in school, that doesn't apply, Brian. So so the idea of of rushing to the search for the vape pens and going to the point to have people get down to their underwear, then shake out their underwear in front of the female nurse seems ludicrous to me. Do they have the right to strip search? Yes. But did this meet the standard that we're looking for, the reasonableness standard? No, because they could have kept all those people in there. They could have called. It would have taken longer. Hey, I need you to come down, pick up your kid, find out if they got a vape pen or whatever. Or just take the thing saying, hey, we think it's a credible source. We're sending you home for the day. You get what I'm saying? Have your parents contacted. There could have been an alternative. And that's the whole idea. Was there an alternative to the strip search? And did they did they try those alternatives, Brian? And, 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 and look, they didn't try anything. 
and Ethan Crumbly, and right. it ended poorly, and, and people got shot. What are we thinking here? Right. So you have the, the, the those two examples are opposite ends of the spectrum, right? Yep. One where they knew their rights, or should have known what they could. Well, they they so so in in terms of the vape pen one, right? They they yep. knew what they could do. They understood the law, and then yes. they just they wielded it in a manner that was unreasonable. I would say, right? Yep. It, it didn't didn't meet the the standard of what that that. They didn't meet the standard of the intent or purpose of that law, right? It, it, this was for something exactly. that, that yes, it's a rule. You can't have vape pen, but in three months, that kid turns 18 and it's totally legal for them to do that anyway. You know, yep. I mean, it's just a, it's, it's a different case. Now, the Ethan Crumbly case where he's showing violent threats uh, or, or saying violent threats, he's got the um, uh, drawings that he had out and the screaming for help and the gun and this. And and the, all these indicators here, he and he's acting out, and he gets sent to the principal office. That, yep. That's that's the time when that law should be applied. So in that case, it's the exactly opposite end right. where they maybe they didn't understand that law, they didn't know the rights they had, for some reason didn't feel that it was necessary to exercise the rights that the school has. And I wouldn't even just say the rights; that I would say the duty, the duty to protect the students. I, I love the duty. Uh, I think that they're responsible, and they 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 were negligent in that yeah. case because they didn't do, they, it goes back to, they knew or should have known given what was seen that that's more than enough to at least pull him on a class, search him, search his locker, get his parents in there. And you're not going right. back to class today. Now, maybe you're coming uh, back uh, tomorrow. Maybe we precisely. do an investigation and you're fine, but you're not doing it today. And, and this is that, that that's the point is it goes beyond just, what rights they have and can wield it's what duty do they have right what, right. what and, and, and there's the difference brian i think there lies a the difference so new jersey versus tlo is the law we're talking about folks look it up brian will post it on the site so you can take a look at it but the idea is that it's got a two-pronged test and so anytime you're talking about a school search it says it's justified at its inception in other words the search itself is legal on its face and then it's conducted in a manner that's reasonably related to the scope and circumstances that started this whole thing. So, for example, it's the elephant in the matchbox. If you're looking for an elephant on school grounds, it's unlikely you're going to find it in a matchbox. So what are you doing yeah. looking at? Do you gotcha. get what I'm trying to yeah, say? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. so uh, uh, that's an easy one that everybody out there can understand. So let's look at this. Is a crime or a school rule being violated? This is the problem with the vape pens because it was a school rule. The second thing is we have a particular person or group of people that we suspect are committing a crime or a violation of school rules. We met that on vape pen, right? Then the suspected criminal law or school uh, uh, violation has physical evidence that's associated that may be lost if we don't intervene now. We don't want the destruction of evidence. You get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. And, and, and it's likely that that evidence is found on this person or this group of people. So we're all doing great on the vape pen, okay? But the need, Brian, the need to do the invasive search, and again, when we say strip search, uh, uh, the argument here is, were they naked? No. Did any teachers right. touch their buttocks? No. But but even me going down to my underwear, okay, and you're saying, yeah, but the kids swim at lunch, so they're in a swimsuit. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, but, but you're not still, the arbiter yeah, of that. Yeah, you don't yeah. decide for I me, right? I decided to put the swimsuit right. out, not you. But in this situation, had it been a knife or had it been a gun or had it been bullets for a gun or an incendiary device, I don't think it would have ever made the news because that's all legal. But when it was a vape pens, right. which is clearly in that uh, in New Jersey versus TLO because it's a thing and it's a violation of school rules. This is where we go back to your, to your private school. Private school can tell you, kiss my ass, you're done. 
yeah. because they have those rules. They, In a yeah. public school, you you have to follow the the law. And so the law gives the teachers the right to keep order and maintain order and enforce school violations. But Brian, did they need to go that extreme on this one when clearly we have uh, 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 to take a look at Olathe, Kansas, where the officer had every right in the world to, to expect that it was going to be gunplay. And it was, in fact, gunplay. Come on. We don't want to wait that long. Or crumbly. You see what I mean so, on a so spectrum? Go, we're, go we're back to the Kansas the one real quick and explain that. Yeah. You... So Kansas school resource officer is a sworn police officer that happens to be working at a school. He's armed. Okay. He's a savvy street cop that took additional training to be allowed to be in the school to protect the school. Now, his primary goal is that when crimes, not violations of school policy, haircut this. Okay. He's when there's criminal activity, he intervenes. So he gets word that this student, this 18 year old student has been talking crap and is carrying a gun. So he goes over, tells the kid, Hey, you got to come with me. We're going to go see the, the, the principal at that point. He had every right to pat that kid down for the gun, but he doesn't. He waits till they get to the principal's office and introduce them, says, hey, I've got witnesses that say this kid's got a gun. And then the kid goes, jiggers, it's up, pulls out a gun and shoots both of them. Okay, so now the the school resource officer has to escalate his level of force and shoots the student. So my thing is, that's one extreme, Brian. That's an extreme where, where, you know, listen, clearly you had the probable cause to bring the kid down to the student's office. A pat-down search would have stopped likely stop the inevitability of the shootout okay there's consequences when you bring a gun to school then we got crumbly who was on the other end of the spectrum brian where he felt no consequences he felt fine operating in his environment and bringing a gun to school and doing all this stuff why because every time he was caught his parents backed him up yeah which is clear on the record yeah. and his school administrators didn't go far enough even though they were obligated to check his bag and then in the middle we got a school that's trying to do the right thing the vape pen school do you get what I'm trying to say? And they went way over their authority. So why is it that we understand that now we have to have an AED in the schools to start a kid's heart that we're whatever the fentanyl uh, counter drug is like Narcan. Yeah, Narcan. Uh, okay. Yeah. They're having that in schools. They got no problem with that. Yeah. When it comes and to blast shields and trauma kits. And so, so, but we still don't understand New, New Jersey versus TLO. Well, we what still are saying wrong with and, and what you, you, you said a word. So, so obligated. What is obligated. it that a school is obligated to do? Because, you know, again, yes. when these legal terms are defined, they are meant to be used as a framework to lay over a decision making process or yep. why you did something or articulate it. They are yep. somewhat they're 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 clear because they're written down, but they're they're open to interpretation because they have to be open right. to interpretation, right? So yep. here's your head. Sorry about that. Yeah. My head just <laughs> ripped it right immediately off. shrunk. No, yeah, but, yeah, but but, but they're uh, not they're not when you listen. I just want to clarify one thing that you're saying to make sure everybody understands. Brian is not telling you that there's the spirit of the law. And, no, and no, there's a, no. But what Brian is saying is it's open to interpretation. That's what the courts do every day. The yeah. courts come in and say, here's the 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 charges Here, here's, here's the, the suspicion here's the exactly and yeah or, or where it gets where someone say you know tries to push back on or something go something goes to the supreme court they say okay here's where you went wrong in interpreting this law or here's yep. where yes because under this precedent what you did uh, uh fits underneath this law so that gets adjudicated differently yep. but what, what i meant by that is like we just listed out all these different reasons I, I, I of, of, of why someone um the reasons for for conducting a strip search on a student right you just listed yep. all those out and what a search is and what that means but but what what is the school obligated to do? Because this is my issue: is that yeah. you know they're obligated 
you know, do they have a duty to protect the students in that school? Well, yeah, they well, do. yeah, right. Because we have things like fire drills. You have to go through a background investigation if you want to be a teacher to make sure you don't have some prior criminal conviction that could affect what you're doing. You know, there's all these different things. So, yep. so there's different ways we have, uh, uh, you know, protocols in there. Exactly. But what is it like? Because that's is is. So, is, so let's talk are we, about. Are that. we not? Has the legislation and what those rules are not caught up with the times, or or, or what is it like? So, so TLO, uh, uh, New Jersey yeah. versus TLO is an 85 caper. Yeah. So it's in the time frame where where people knew there was a need for it. And let me go back to street for a minute, okay? There is no requirement for the school to notify the parents that a search is taking place and that they're contacting the kid. But wouldn't you say that it's great school policy, uh, whether or not the search uh, it, you know, was properly accomplished, that's a legal thing. But mm -hmm. wouldn't it be great to know that you're, you know, the, the, the student's parents are going to be notified as soon as possible or a call was made. So just because there's not a legal standard to do it doesn't mean you shouldn't. You yeah. see what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. what you can do is right. you can I, be I way get, left the yeah. thing and, and stem off all these problems. But but let's talk about this in, in context first. Brian, you went to a bus station and you put a quarter in and you put some items in a, a locker at the bus station. Now, the bus station locker has less expectation of privacy than your home. Your home right. has a whole bunch of protection, right. but it's got a ton more than your school locker because right. your school locker is school property on school property in the school building. It, it's so, so the law says that any juvenile that's in a school and it's different again, when we go up uh, above juveniles, to so like a college setting, Brian, but, but the same rules apply because in a collegiate setting, if it's a public school, the standard is still probable cause. And what I mean by that is you got to uh, uh, balance the expectation of privacy against the, the interests of the teachers and administrators in maintaining discipline on the school grounds. Uh, they have a legitimate need to maintain an environment in, that is safe and where learning can occur. So when the law says that, that becomes a standard. So in the school bus terminal thing, or in the bus terminal thing, you know, a uh, uh, cop has to have probable cause. They have to go uh, yeah, apply for a search warrant. warrant. Yeah. They're going to get it. No such standard on school grounds whatsoever. Your bag, your pocket, your person, your kid, okay? Uh, uh, even if they're only violating a school policy, you get what I'm trying to say? And what do we see? We see Denver schools have a walkout because the kids disagree with it. Yeah, it's all good. You're a kid. I get it. But there's a law that governs that. So, so sometimes we get so hooked up in the egregious conduct of the people that are playing it that we don't look back to the law. So that's why I get pissed off about Crumbly because the school knew or should have known that he had a gun and they should have checked the bag and they didn't. They were obligated to check the bag and they fell short of their duty. Okay. So then we got Olathe, Kansas, where everybody did everything right, but they did it a little late in the game. Yeah. And the guy fired off some rounds. And then we got a little preliminary and a little draconian in my terms where right. the vape pen. You, you see the balance that I'm trying to create? And the reason is I want every one of our viewers and listeners to come to their own reasonable conclusion on this. The, the conclusion is, Brian, the law is very simple. It's very simply written, but the interpretation of the law by a person that's not a barrister or, or quickly without going to a judge or an attorney, you can get a legal opinion from attorney, Brian, and say, yeah. we are faced with this situation. What would you do? And the attorney's going to go, let him go. It's a fucking bait pen you, well that that's that, that that's that, that would have been a you know what is that what is likely to occur from not right. searching this or not doing this well yep. i i think in the, in the one in the case in the kansas we talked about hey someone talked about this person having a gun 
um, or the Ethan Crumley yeah. cases, everything he's putting out, those are so serious where it's like, hey, Susie has a vape pen. Okay, yeah. well, one that's bad for your health and it's against school policy, but that that doesn't affect the other students. That's not a threat to their safety. It might be a threat to her health, but that's her choice. But right? it's, it's also it's, a threat it, to the school rules. That's yeah, the way that's, they viewed it. And we I, have a I school, agree. And I you agree violated that. the rule. And exactly. rules apply to everyone and they apply to everyone equally. However, yes. the enforcement of those rules are that's different based on the situation at hand and based on what the potential breaking of the rule is. You know, yep. not, you're not allowed to bring a gun to school. That's yep. a very different rule than you're not allowed to bring a vape pen to school, right? Those so let me piss everybody off. Rules. Let me piss everybody off and go to George Floyd, okay? So if they had another way of handling George Floyd, because you've got people out there right now going, yeah, he's a prior felony. Yeah, don't care. His rights were violated. That. His yes, constitutional rights because were Because he had due process. Yeah. Do you see what yeah. I'm saying? He had the, the right. So what I'm saying, if you're a cop or a security guard or a teacher right now, and you take a look at the situation and in, and the inevitability doesn't have an outcome where it's immediately going to, 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 to get a riot in the school and a violence and the, you know, all those other things, because a rule violation could like, uh, uh, you know, the Z thing with the, the Russian support for the Russians in the Ukraine right now, it's yeah. a letter Z. And, and so a Olympic person had that on her tunic and they said, oh, we're going to strip you of this and you'll never play in the Olympics. Look, that's a rule violation. OK, and as bad as it is, it, it's like giving the Nazi salute or, you know, doing the, the mustache thing or and and thinking you'll get away with it. Brian, there's consequences for that. But yeah. the immediate consequences don't need to be a strip search and you have to follow that balance. If it's a, like, like, for example, people don't understand because they're not paying attention to the right news sometimes. And I'm not calling anybody out, but listen to what I'm saying. There are school shootings every week. For example, yeah. there was a school shooting yesterday where three students were shot and it was a drive by. Well, uh, cars drove by fo gang football related, games right? are a big one on a okay. school grounds. Those are always yes. happening. It's not they don't get sensationalized or make the but news. But it's not because, a targeted shooter. Right. Where it was an internal it's, threat. It's, it's a fight head? between two groups, typically, or two people yep. or a crime of a, a robbery that yep. well, the high school football, the football season is, is like the deadliest time because there's all agree. kinds of shooting in parking lots. They happen everywhere all across the United States. It barely ever makes you know news. So but now we're talking. Constantly. Now we're talking that there's a specific set of laws that if you prostitute or use drugs or have a gun on school property, whether yeah. the school's open or closed, whether within a thousand feet or whatever your jurisdiction is, that's what I'm saying, Brent. We don't need more laws. What we need to do is understand the, the, the enforcement uh, of those laws and what the consequences of those enforcement. If we under report and undervalue threats, credible threats from witnesses like like there's a case that's going on that that might be a companion case that you want to add to there's a, a poor girl from a from a, a a publicly funded school and i believe it's in florida but i'm probably wrong but it's one of those states that touch florida and and the the young girl's uh, instagram I have no idea what that is was hacked and the person put credible threats on the instagram as if it was that female so the coppers came in they arrested her they searched the house kept her in juvenile detention and it was horrific brian yeah. But listen, the cops were on the side of right on this one because they had credible threats. That's the, the uh, Florida school district right now that's calling. And the idea, uh, uh, sorry about that. Gosh, damn spam calling. I can't shut it off because I'm the only one in Colorado with a landline. But the idea is that <laughs> that poor girl uh, 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 endured, Brian, which right. she shouldn't have had to endure. But on the, the uh, obligation 
of, uh, of the balance between the interest of the school and safety and security in a, in a safe work environment and, and where learning can uh, occur unimpeded, it was the right call to make. So listen, somebody's going to pay because there's some uh, you know uh, uh, lawyer that's going to take the caper and make a good argument, but that's going to weaken the law. Because look at what we did with the, the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas shooter, where yeah. we kept pushing him around to different places right. because he had uh, a mental illness that nobody addressed. Yeah. And, and he had all these signs and then he ends up shooting. Brian, you said it at the beginning. We could name that tune in three notes. Why? Because they all start falling into buckets. And that's why Langman and all these other people are making money writing books about it and having their podcasts about it, Brian, because they can show us the buckets. But the idea is we're not doing anything with it. No. When we actually hear, feel, smell, or taste a credible threat, we're taking too much time with the gosh damn vape pen and not enough time saying, son, we have to open your back. And that's what I'm trying to say here is that we've got echelons of security that are already set in place, but nobody's, everybody's afraid to pull the metaphor trigger, Brian, because they don't want to violate somebody's rights. This is one of those times where we have to take a step back and say, what's good? For the greater number of people, and once we go from reasonable suspicion to probable cause, you have to act. You have to act first, and you have to act fast, or you're going to have trouble. I, I, I know you agree with that, but how do we get? How do we make that obvious and palatable to the schools that are failing? Well, in, they, that are trying their best, that are trying their best, and so a lot, and, and and that's you know I don't. I don't want to come across as, as, as bashing this, you know, you've got so many other, what are the day-to-day problems in a high school in the United States? Oh my Man, gosh. There's a lot. Yeah. There's Pete, there's kids being kids fighting. And there's threats uh, all day long, threats right? all day long. Yeah. There's people not showing up for class. There's people yep. staying later than class. There's kids who don't even have their families don't have enough money to feed them. You know what I mean? Like there's, yep. So, and and then let alone, what are we teaching them and what are they actually learning and how are we measuring that? So it, it's not that I'm trying to downplay any of those issues or nope. say that this is so glaringly obvious. It's not glaringly obvious. It is from us, from the outside perspective of what we do and how we do it. But it's not glaringly obvious to a lot of the the faculty and staff and administrators. They feel like they're under attack because um, what would happen oh, from everybody? Is, well, they are because, you know, so some teacher steps in and then they decide to search the kid's bag and he doesn't have anything. And then that kid is on TikTok the next that night with his parents complaining about this, that and his civil rights were violated. And now that goes yep. viral. And now that teacher is getting threats like it's it's an insane world. But, you know, you're going to have to put up with that stuff. Um, that stuff didn't happen at noise, at, at, noise, right? Didn't happen as much and as at scale that it did does now today, but, but it's always been there. There's always going to be the parent that comes in and it's no, there's nothing wrong with my kid and their kid's the biggest asshole in the entire school and everyone knows it. Right. Yep. But, but th- that's always been there. So how we deal with it is that prioritizing this stuff, like, um, you know, it, 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 I, I even get what they're saying. Like I could get, I would understand the reasoning in some aspect of why we want to be hard on this vape thing because rules are rules and we enforce every rules and we, ha- and I get it. If I, we I don't, agree with if that. If we don't, we weaken all the rules. And I if agree with enforce, that, right? I you, totally you can't, do. You ha- you, if you have a standard, you have to hold yep. everyone to that standard. Otherwise that standard is meaningless and just yep. take it off your list totally of things agree. that you have. Take it off the platitude on the wall if you're not holding people to that and holding yep. everyone to that equally. So, but, but things aren't black and white right and 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 you do have um 
you know, you, you do have the authority and the power to exercise and, and enforce things uh, as you see fit. So, so maybe in that school, um, it's, it's more serious of a, of a threat because more, you know, uh, more Precisely. kids in that school have access to firearms. Okay. Well, that, that's, that's a, that's an environmental, that's something, you know, in yep. that environment, that's unique, maybe to that area where that happens. So that's a note. You can use that in your decision and your reasoning why you did something right. And then you could do that for the, for the vape pen search. They just, I think they went too far with what, with what uh, uh, they needed to do. You know, but I don't think they thought in the moment that they oh, were absolutely. Not. I guarantee. And, and that's why you have to give the gift of time. And what, distance. What, what, you, what am I doing and why am I doing it? What and you, what are the likely consequences? And what you don't hear, you know, when these things come out is that school has like the worst vaping, you know, uh, problem out of anywhere yep. in the state. And some kid died three years ago because his vape pen gave him too much nicotine. Or something. I mean, like yep. there's, there's usually a legitimate reason for how you go yep. down that path and it starts small. And someone has to go, wait a minute, what are we really trying to accomplish here? And I think that that Precisely. question alone is what are we trying to accomplish here? And so that way, you know, when the kid, hey, there's a credible threat of a kid with that might have a gun. Okay, what are we trying to accomplish here? Well, the immediate safety of every student in the school, right? That, yep. that has to be now immediate. Yep. Doesn't work on that on the vape one. It's like, okay, can we, can we, can we talk about this this afternoon with this with the student? If we know they're doing it, what they're doing is breaking a rule, but but it's not it's the rule. Not all rules are are, are as have the are same created equally <laughs> have the same level of severity to them, right? right? right. Um, and and when you try to try to try to wield the same, I think the same power in the same in, in a different set of circumstances. That's typically when you get case law, right? So, typically, so these things exactly come right. out when it's. No, you went too far in this case, or you know what I mean, because you're trying to apply this standard to this situation, and it didn't. The merits of this situation didn't warrant that response, right? It didn't, yeah. didn't necessary. So, the but and and this is not as complicated, I think, as it sounds sometimes. Uh, uh, so, um, so I, let me let me give you a couple of complications, though, Brian. Here again, our age difference is going to uh, uh, create a dissonance. And I'll give you this example. When I was in high school, uh, if the girl got pregnant in high school, she dropped out of high school and there was schools and areas yeah. for wayward females. Yeah, it was Why? a different world. Because yeah. it, it, was a, it was a different world. And yeah. guess what? We didn't want anybody getting the idea that uh, pregnancy out of wedlock. Listen, Brian, that was Detroit 101. Yeah. So now let me give you this. Uh, uh, Lon, uh, my dear uh, uh, neighbor, Lanny. Uh, was born uh, and raised in an area not too far from Gunnison, Colorado. And he gave the same experience as my dad and a lot of my friends, uh, uh, parents that I know now. And yeah. that was that on the way to school, they carried their Browning 16 gauge or their right. uh, single action 20 right. gauge. And they hunted yotes or bunnies or pheasant uh, for the family table on the way. And they kept it in their uh, locker at school. And there was never any problem with it. Right. And that's why movies from that era uh, uh, like, uh, uh, what's the movie about the, the, the two killers that go and get the family at night, uh, in cold blood, Truman okay. Capote thing. That's why back then people had the popcorn and you, you had to be a certain age to see that movie and they never showed any of the killing. They just told you what happened in the film. And, and, and the idea was, oh my gosh, I can't believe that Brian, we came from an area where we don't truly meaning my agent older, yeah, yeah. don't truly understand that the average 11 or 12 year old is probably sexually active when they never were probably has access to 
uh, uh, pornographic communication or influences with drugs that we never, ever had. I remember the kids smoking dope for the first time when I went to Metro Park outside of Detroit and actually seeing marijuana and thinking, oh, my God, I saw a film on that. Look at those evil kids. Yeah. If we only knew what if we, we knew right, now, right, right, right. So it, the law has been around for a long time. This law for New Jersey versus TLO has been around since 85, and it's been challenged every day of every month of every year since then. But common sense rules tell us that reasonable suspicion has to build the probable cause. And then I would add the extra step of even though it's legal, what are the likely consequences of my and two prong action or inaction? You get what I'm saying? So I think I'm agreeing with you, but I'm just asking you to also understand that there's people like me out there that have to study a little harder because we don't understand what's the matter with kids these days, you know? Um, no, I, that, that one, that's a great point. Um, that, and, and I think that takes, that's a highlights another issue with passing, you know, Hey, this is now going to be the rule. Well, that, man, like that doesn't work in some areas. Right. So you can go to, in some, like, especially in major cities that have crime issues, like within that area of a school, like, having a gun or drugs or something like yeah. that if carries a higher uh, sentence um for that illegal activity in that yep. immediate area than it, it than it than it otherwise would because they've declared this is a school zone area kids walk up and down here and so even outside outside of the the actual um footprint of the school in that area will be an enhanced some sort of enhanced law that says within this area we're saying because you know they don't want you know, dudes selling dope out on their front porch, right in front of the school. You know what I mean? They don't want gang yep. shootouts going on right there. So they, hey, you got to give the kids away. a chance, right? Right. You're exactly right. So, you want to create that environment, but that now they go can to choose, but in Gunnison, that wouldn't work because nope. people are like, wait a minute, like we, we, we all have rifles and we all hunt in here. And that's no, like, you, so, so what works in one, so you can make this law and everyone will yep. slap the table and everyone will yep. go, oh, yeah, well, that makes perfect sense. Duh. We should do that. This will help. But then when you try to apply that to other places, we go, well, that doesn't work here. And we go, well, no, this is the rule. It's like, well, wait a minute. It's like, right. you can't, you can't, the same rules don't apply in the same way in every single area. There's, there's, there's differences. Exactly right. And that's why you, your earlier point yes. was well taken that, listen, when you talk about how the law is adjudicated, that's where you clearly look at it and, and the, the jury and the judge and the lawyers, that's their job to pick out those those shreds that fit and those threads rather that fit and that don't. But my issue, and that's, that's the legal side of fine. Like yeah. When it goes to court and it gets argued, that's, that's your best case. That's like the scientific peer review process, right? That's where they're exactly. going to go battle it out and do that. But what I'm talking about is, is, is more so on that individual level at these administrators, teachers at these schools where I, they don't have a good understanding of, they might have know the rules, but how do you apply those rules? How do you enforce rules and laws? And, and we're talking about that. And that's what we're talking is. about. Yeah. Is is it's 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 difficult, but it takes everything. Everything in our legal system is based on you know the reasonable man theory, yeah. the common sense approach, the 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 yep. what's the and which which is important because you have to be grounded in, in, okay, what, what are we really trying to accomplish here? What's the overall intent? What is the purpose Certainly. behind this rule? The purpose behind the vape pen rule is very different than the gun rule at a school, like completely like night and day, like not even the same right. sport, let alone the same ballpark. You get right. what I'm saying? But, but if it's in the list of the 25 rules we enforce here, it can can bleed together, and we go. Nope. Now you all got to take your clothes off. It's like, wait, what? A- when should when when should you be looking at that then, Brian? 
I, I consider well, you a subject matter expert and a peer. And, and when I ask you, uh, when we look at it after it's occurred, yes. isn't that a little too late? You yes, know what of I'm trying to say? Of course. So, so, so where where should we intervene? Because sometimes it's the, well, we always, obviously always bring everything back to training because you can be told, I can brief you on the rules, Greg. Yep. But that's not enough. I have to explain. Yep. He, here's an example of when you would use this. Here's an example when you wouldn't use this. Yeah, but we're not doing that. No. What we're doing is we're running around with paintballs in school, well, showing an active shooter drill yeah. and, and piling up chairs. You so that's what I'm trying to say, but because we don't go to well, the no, Greg, uh, you the, just the, the, about the teachers thinking. in Oxford uh, Township, they had their Alice training 10 days before that shooting. So there you go. Oh, right, we got that, our active, that we got our the, shooting training. They did yeah. it ten days, and this is why it pisses me off so much. Is because that's a perfect example of said, "Hey, um, they went through this training. Uh, a, a week and a half later, a kid brought a gun to school and killed a bunch of people. So it's pretty easy to go. Well, this training didn't work. This doesn't help us in this situation. Uh, but did that happen? No. People go shit. We need more." Like this is this is junk. This is what we're talking about. Our conversation right now has more value to a teacher and administrator. Now, maybe I'm I'm just completely full of myself, some arrogant asshole that thinks that. But this no, conversation, yeah, that's thank you, <laughs> Brian. You're you're generally not that guy. So go on while you got so, some more. So no, but but this conversation and is a perfect example of all you would have to do is come up and have someone from the school brief and go look. Here's an example vape pen situation where we went wrong. Here's an example, Ethan Crumbly, where we went wrong. Uh, here's an example that we find one where we went right. This is how we apply these roles. Meaning, yep. meaning this is the and intent. we this briefed a, we briefed a, a you understand in Dallas. That's all the school a and, teacher right, or school. administrator should administrator whatever need. They go, oh, I get it now. Here's Brian, the, the school so what in Dallas said things. we have so much in-service and pre-service training yeah. that where are we going to fit four hours to to do constructive training like you're talking about part task training brian you have a no, teacher they have, play they the, have the days and weeks student. of you have check the, in the box online bullshit exactly is that's what, what it i'm is. saying so 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 what i'm saying is that that you could make a case that the school is negligent because the school is not creating adaptive learners and advanced critical thinkers and i'm talking about from the student level because you don't want to burden the student with thinking that there might be a school shooter. Well, you know what? Uh, 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 all of that time you're spending, the kid's reading more than you think they are. They already know there's that uh, possibility. And your kid may be thinking of being a shooter. Why? Because I haven't been listened to. And I've got this, this whole thing about bullying. Bullying is is uh, uh, exists all the time. And I see a kid that committed suicide because of bullying and everybody says, well, we're going to pass Mason's law or, or uh, Julia's law or do any of this other stuff. What you guys are doing is trying to make yourself feel better. Feel better. And I feel yep. horribly emotionally yes, for I what do. you're going through. Yeah. But listen, the same bandwidth for criminality, the same bandwidth for school shooter, insider threat, suicide. These are broken humans that are reaching out and asking for help. Yep. Now, Ethan Crumbly's uh, uh, asking he for help literally in a very said, different I manner. I need help. He wrote on his fucking paper next right. to his guns and his people dying and shooting. Okay. He wrote, I need help. Please But do you think that stop. was the first time that he did it? Nope. Just before he pulled the gun. And the same thing when your kid comes home and, and you're asking him, how was your day? And, and the whole kid's demeanor is changing. People tell me all the time. There were no uh, articulatable or, or perceivable pre-event indications. Then go to the autopsy protocol. 
You take a look at those things. You take a look at the kid cutting, or you take a look at the kid that's dehydrated, or you take a look at the kid that dropped out from the school. There, there is rarely, if ever, a person that doesn't have a list of grievances before something happens to right. them. And, and if you, you don't yeah. build in the time to read them, or you don't know what you're looking for, Brian, then you can miss them. And then guilt steps in, and you can't afford your human ecosystem does not let you look back and go, I saw all the signs, Brian. I saw every one of them and I neglected them. What would that make you? How would oh, you yeah. live the rest you're, of your life? Do you see? Yeah. So, so your protective uh, uh, chemicals in your brain that, that, that build on endurance, the human performance side of your brain uh, want to keep you alive. Okay. It's counterintuitive to want to kill yourself. Do you understand? So, so those signals must be out there. We just have to find and read the wavelength. So, so my thing is application of law means you've already read the wavelength and you're now there and now you're on the bubble, Brian. Yeah. You know? And I, I think this, you know, misunderstanding or not fully understanding the law will lead you to fear it. So they fear it in yep. a lawsuit against them because they don't know the law. Yep. If you know what you can and cannot do, and you've trained for that, and you understand policy and procedure, and you can you can articulate this is why I made that decision. There, you have a leg to stand on. That's it. They can't come after you. you if you fall yep. underneath what was uh, a legal precedent, now they can get a bunch of people together and say, "Well, now we're going to change it going forward." Well, great. Then change it. Cool. Exactly. Like, that's and what call you want to do when you've changed. Yeah, it. and call because me all and the, let me know what it is, and I'll, I'll all the I'll, noise is different. I will I will change our rules to match the law accordingly, yes. and that's yes. it. And yes. I, I think that's the problem is we're not giving we're not giving these the 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 you know, teachers, administrators, all that stuff the, the 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 confidence and the competence they need. Now they're going to push back and say, well, we also don't have the resources to handle every kid that says something and does a. Okay, I, I get it. Then, um, then you be prepared to reap the yes, whirlwind. Yes, because you can't say if that. That's you're like, what like, you're saying. Then, yeah. then there should be a national outcry where every teacher, if every teacher in one of these major metropolitan cities just came out and said, "Look, look, we cannot do this. We don't. This isn't about our pay or our benefits. Is this yep. is a broken system? This is an all stop." right now because something bad is going to happen next well that'll get some attention like you, yep. you get what i'm saying it, the idea I, I, exactly is, so it, so when that. you're saying when you're saying listen i'm not going to pay attention to the car ahead of me without a blinker yeah. or that doesn't have a license yeah. plate light or a tail light i'm willfully going to do that because justice is misapplied and therefore it's going to give a greater chance for those that the justice has been previously misapplied to to live their lives without this additional scrutiny get it i get the argument but then what happens when the rear end fatal occurs and the insurance company comes looking and understands that your agency was the one that didn't enforce it? If it's not equally enforced, then guess what? It's not enforced at all. And, and so what I'm trying to tell you is the same thing applies to schools. The Ethan Crumley case is going to change school shootings because of the lawsuits. And, and when you go all the way back to Sandy Hook, you take a look and they, school, they, they, they uh, uh, continually sued the gun manufacturer and finally got a huge payout from the gun manufacturer. Folks, it's your kid, okay? It's not the gun. It's not the gun manufacturer. And I'm going to get hate mail for this, but it's your kid. It, it, like if your uh, 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 kid commits suicide in the garage uh, uh, through carbon monoxide poisoning, okay, you're not going to sue the, the manufacturer of the automobile, okay? But, but the idea is that, Brian, we have to take a common sense approach to schools. Schools are very dangerous places. They weren't always, but yeah, they kind of were. 
because there were his movies backed by Sidney Poitier and the Up the Down Staircase and all these other uh, films about kids in trouble. And uh, wh- what's the the one with uh, uh, gosh darn uh, uh, the uh, Natalie Wood and uh, uh, the the James Dean and the kid with the knife at the the observatory, the Griffin Observatory. Oh, that yeah. whole thing was about the kids gone wrong and we can't control our kids in school. And you made a point the other day. Why doesn't this happen anywhere near uh, 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 the numbers at colleges? Why? Because kids have matured. Kids have grown up. Their brains have changed. That's they what now I now mean. understood the, 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 the consequences that's the whole of point. their Take actions. It, any one of these that has ever happened, yeah. and let's fa- let's let's say we we stopped it, and that kid, you know, well, they grow up, and their brain starts yeah. to form, and they either, you know, maybe they fix themselves, become successful, maybe they just do whatever. It doesn't matter. But maybe they get help. If right? you get, but in, even if they don't, the likelihood once they get past that horrible fucking years of, of what, like fourteen through eighteen, and they're horrible for the, all of us. Yeah, for everyone, they suck. It's right. supposed to be shitty. It's not a good time. So and that that, it, that relationship that you just made with your words. If I was sitting down with Nico and Andrea uh, uh, years ago, that's the words that I used with them. Everything blows. You're yeah. going to have your heart broken. Your well, first date is not going to be the one that you if, marry all the time. If you, you know, can get them out, if you can get them out uh, past age 18 and doing something yeah. like the, well, they're, they're less likely to go out and do that in society. I mean, they really, yeah. really are like after that point, they really have to put effort into wanting to do something like that. And, and normally they're found out. out. Normally they're saying. found they're out. You're exactly out. right. So, so most people will grow out of it. I mean, Hey, remember, I don't want to say the place or his name. Remember the kid in one of the courses not long ago at the place yep. we keep going back to. Yep. And he was like kind of an odd person. And, yep. and, and, and I he said, had an odd story, an odd he? story. And I said, yep. Hey, why don't you go to wherever? And he, he sat down at a group of two, two big jacked, burly SWAT guys. Yep. Like, you know what I mean? Totally outside of what this kid is just had a conversation. We started talking to me. He's like, look, man, like I was the kid with a Most lot likely. of problems yeah, exactly. and, and it was me. And I was in myself mentally going to a bad place and I didn't yep. have friends and I didn't do this. And he's like, I, forced myself to change and I forced myself to talk Ryan. to people and I forced and and you know what man that's a success that it's kid did he success. did it on his own he made a choice who doesn't now now I know there's 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 a lot of different contributing factors to that stuff in different circumstances for different people. When, when but, we, but the idea is is if if I can push that along and get them to go hey once you get out of here things are going to be a little better. It's like the little insurgent I tell what she goes well that's a that's unfair. I go yeah I get it. I go well, this is completely unfair. You and I get have to play by different rules. You have yep. to do certain things that yep. I don't, but I also have to do certain things that you don't. Well, this is unfair. I go, we'll get used to it because I'm going to be in your stuff all the time and I'm going to be asking yep. you questions and I'm yep. be going, what's this and who's that? And what are you looking at? Let me see your phone. So now after, after having that fight for a while, guess what? It's no longer a thing. It's now normal it's- to her. And, and the longer you do that, the less likely it will be that you get that phone call, Brian. Yep. And I'm telling you, when we, that student you were talking about at one of our courses is no different than we were teaching at uh, uh, JBLM, uh, Fort yeah. Lewis McCoy, and having people come up when we were talking about the, you know, countering the effects of suicide and being able to call out, uh, uh, you know, people that are likely to, and people would come up to us at the break and go, that's me. How do I get help? Listen, your child, your coworker, your brother, wants to tell you that they're having a bad time, but we get so wrapped up in the present that we don't slow time down, 
give ourselves the gift of, of a new perspective and say, what's on your mind? What's on your heart? Brian, if we stop to do that, sometimes we'll increase our, our, uh, the fidelity of our marriage. We'll, we'll improve so, our relationships with our kids. Right. It, Am I it's, lying? It's like, you know, you, you gave the analogy. Uh, I can't remember we first used it, but I, I, I started using it. The, um, you need the old Popeye, the running yeah. dialogue. He's, yeah. he's always complaining about something. And then the modern days, that movie Office Space, the office where space, the guy yeah. with the red swing line stapler, I'm going to burn this place down, is all humans. We all have, to me. Yeah, we all have a running dialogue. We Everyone do. Everyone has one. So so if I had the ability to literally uh, stick a micro, something in my ear yep. and point a microphone at you and hear what your inner dialogue is, I'd go, oh, I get it. I see what you're doing now. Yep. The pulse but, of, but, of but, your brain, right? But what I'm saying is that person is on transmit constantly, constantly. Mm-hmm. So I got to try and t- how do I tune into your inner dialogue? How do yep. I know the difference between a kid who uh, uh, brings a gun to school because it's cool and he wants to show his friends and he, you know, got a new whatever for Christmas because his family is haunted. The, and then the kid who, who wants to bring a school and, and shoot someone, uh, those are two different people. They're going to give off two, they have two different running dialogues. They're going to yep. give off two different signals. It's the same thing with the freaking vape pen. Like, what, what are we, what is this person? I get it. I get here? it. And we're, we're beating but, that vape pen off only, only based on, on the fact that there's so many, look, we got uh, teachers sleeping with students. We got yeah, yeah, right, uh, inappropriate, right. everything. And, and so up I other need students, to assaulting help me people, understand fighting people. Yeah. Right. And, and, it, and the problem is that when we make those equal arguments, Brian, we're going to miss the person. That's the broken, uh, little snowflake, the, the crack in the Faberge egg. Yeah. That's the one that we got to uh, spend our time on. And if we look, we spent a lot of time finding the, the class high average and the person that's going to go to the knowledge yep. bowl and all that other yep. stuff. Right. But, yep. but that wasn't why me. don't we guess what <laughs> clearly neither of us, but, but why don't we take a, a, a step back, take a look at the laws that are already in place and conduct realistic rehearsals. If all your rehearsals are at bang, then guess what? Some of the times you're going to win and some of the times the bad guy's going to win. But if you move that dial back, Brian, and you start talking about pre-event indications and a level of seriousness, and you talk about reasonable suspicion and probable cause, your life is going to get easier and you're going to stop a lot of bad things from happening. One day you're going to step out of your front door and a meteor splinter is going to hit you right between the eyes, no matter if you turn left or right. But almost everything else in your life is predictable predictable. and preventable. Right. And preventable. I would add both of those. Yeah, that's 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 true. Hey, um, uh, look, look, real quick, Brian. I know we're coming in for a no, yeah, here, yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's ahead. take a look at uh, Kip Kinkle. Okay, mm-hmm. Kip Kinkle bitched to his parents till he got a gun and then used the gun to kill his parents. Uh, uh, Clebold and Harris uh, locked their room from their parents because they illegally bought guns and stored them in their rooms. Uh, 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 Adam Lanza, if you don't buy me a gun, these are the consequences of my action. Listen, uh, uh, the kid, in, uh, uh, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, Whoa. the same thing. Couldn't wait to buy their gun. Look, I couldn't wait to buy a gun because I had these visions of hunting and being able to take down my first deer in the upper peninsula of Michigan. And I had planned on it my entire life. I didn't plan on an extended tubular magazine so I could go to my school and erase all the hate or something. So Brian, your thing about perspective is well taken. I'm just saying, folks, you got to step back and take a look at the big picture well, and what likely spirals are, are yeah, on the and, table and in you're, front of you. You're, you're getting into the to the parenting aspect of this, which is obvious that most of these kids had horrible parent. I, I, if you're if, uh, if there's a parent listening to this podcast right now, they're probably 
<laughs> they probably don't have the kid with the problem. You know what I'm saying? I don't I know. totally agree with that. Uh, you and, know, and, if you're, and if you're to... allowing the school to raise your kids, right. thank God for our school system. Yeah. Thank God for our schools and our parents and our resource officers. People don't think we're bashing our cops and our lawyers and our judges. What we're just trying to do is shine a light on some of the, 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 the apprehensions that people have that force them not to act. And the, the laws that allow people to think they can act uh, uh, to what end, I would ask, you know, no, to what end. I, I, I agree. Um, so we, we, we kind of covered a lot. I'll, I'll put the links to some of these cases yeah, in the episode details for people to check out. And, um, you know, I, I know there's, there's so much more we could get into with this, but I, I think hopefully our comparative you know, our comparison with these different types of cases offered yep. a perspective that maybe you didn't see or hear before or or kind of opened up your eyes a little bit and go, okay, I see what you're getting at here. Um, we don't need to look for something new. We need to master the things that we already have right now. Totally agree. Absolutely. So so I I, I hope hopefully that that did that. Um we we did cover a lot. Do you do you have anything else to to add, Greg? Uh if you're in a school environment, teachers and administrators can search you without either permission or a warrant, mm -hmm. and they don't have to call your parents. Folks, if you're mixed up about that, look up New Jersey versus TLO. And you know what? Show up at your school and ask questions. I love yeah. parents that show up and ask questions, right? Yeah. But be prepared yeah. for the answers, right? Yeah. So, but but go, to, go to only do that if you have kids at the school. And yeah, it's your school. that's probably a good point. Well, there's a, there's a lot know? going on right now where people I'm gonna are going to drive to Ohio and show up school board school. meetings and they don't even live there and they don't even have kids there. And you're like, oh, totally oh, get okay, you. you guys, we could a little less of that in society. Um, hey, thanks but, everybody for tuning in. Uh, uh, Brian, I don't know how to bro broach the topic. I'm sure you have on the site somewhere or on social media, but uh, uh, we got uh, interviewed by uh by two wonderful folks on the behavior bitches, the podcast. behavior bitches. Yeah. I'm sharing that, but, uh, Please. but I'll, I'll put that link in there too. Uh, if you guys want to listen to a good one with the behavior bitches, they were not so our word one. No, that's them. That's, I even felt bad. Like I said, post it was like, can I call them bitches? Because oh, you know, and, they, and we had another good one with Adam Parr and, and this did. time, uh, 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 this time his good friend, uh, Paul Fortune. Uh, so that's another good one. So folks, please, uh, if you like it, say something. Yeah. So we'll, we'll share all that. Check that out. And then, of course, we always have the Patreon site, which has yep. even more on it and all kinds of episode extras, behind the scenes stuff, and uh, some cool info that we like to share with just those who support the show. So, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. We do appreciate it. Share it with your friends. Please leave us a review. Um, it, it does help, um, but only a good one. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We don't need constructive criticism. We're doing fine. Well, I'll take constructive yeah. criticism, but, but not no, just, I all, don't like these guys. There is no such thing. All right. All right. Thanks everyone for tuning in. We love don't, you. Don't forget that training changes behavior. That's all for today, folks. But if you'd like even more content, you can head over to our Patreon page. The link can be found in the episode details. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, follow us on social media, and please tell your friends about the show. Thanks for tuning in and thank you for your support.